Welcome to the Moving Places Traveling Podcast. Hello and welcome to day 18 of the Moving Places Podcast and thanks for joining me. And today I thought I'd talk about a place that and sometimes we take for granted uh, because perhaps we're really familiar with it. Although for those who don't have one, it can be a, a even more valuable uh, resource in terms of having a place of safety or having a place of comfort. And that is, of course, the living room. And the living room is something, you know, that we see on television, it features in sitcoms, uh, it features in movies, it's kind of the central location, but also it's a central location on many of our lives too. It's a place that provides a space of comfort, of relaxation, and interestingly, it may also be a space for work for those who are working from home, and that was true um during the last, you know, over a year or so during the COVID restrictions, even increasingly when people were having to work from home more and still do to many extents. And previously, of course, for people who were already working from home. So we might actually have seen a bit of a shift in our living rooms where they've gone from being, you know, maybe more about having family around or friends and, you know, relaxing um maybe doing some housework as well of course too uh, but also to then having other forms of work maybe a wee desk with a laptop that's what I'm looking at right now in my living room you know there's maybe a few wee toys <laughs> scattered around and odds and ends from my children but then there's also um, my laptop here where I'm doing working from home too um, and so living rooms also transform over time too right we maybe use them in different ways but we also have uh, our own personal impact in them you know they have maybe elements of our uh, families you know maybe cards from people uh, maybe pictures that we choose to have up on the wall uh, so we design them in particular ways that makes us feel at home and to have a connection to them so they're moving in terms of our emotional connection and that's true if we think of you know places we think of when we were children that maybe have a particular emotional resonance with us as well and um, so I thought that would be worthwhile thinking a wee bit about about the role that living rooms play in our life and it might not always be straightforward it might be a bit fraught right but ideally you know quite often I think we strive for this kind of sense of having a, a sanctuary right for us to spend time and feel at ease and and be able to relax as well as perhaps you know do work too and I thought it'd be interesting to briefly look at how that comes out in creative practices and I came across a poem by Jackie Kay and I thought it really does highlight you know the ways in which houses almost feature like characters in our lives as well particularly living in right because that's where we quite often see different elements of our day-to-day activities and I'll just read the first couple of stanzas from Jackie Kay's poem number 115 dreams the living room remembers grand dancing to count Basie. The kitchen can still hear my aunts fighting on Christmas Day. The hall is worried about the loose banister. The small room is troubled by the missing hamster. The toilet particularly dislikes my grandfather. The wallpaper covers up for the whole family. 
and number 115 dreams of lovely houses by the sea, and number 115 dreams of one night in the country. And I just think I love the way that each of these rooms in Jackie Kay's opening verses of, of this poem um, really capture the way in which, you know, these different rooms have a story to tell, right? And they they are not just the physical structure, they're about, you know, our memories of place too. And of course, that also applies not only to residential spaces, right, but actually public spaces too. And Dundee has a very interesting example of this. If we look at the V&A Dundee, Dundee, which is an international centre for design for Scotland, a museum that opened on the 15th of September in 2018 and actually received its millionth visitor in February 2020 and um, has become a really iconic structure on the waterfront of Dundee by the River Tay. Of course, celebrating lots of different aspects of design, you know, from video gaming to fashion to ocean liners uh, to disco, lots and lots of different things. And also the the Scottish uh, contributions to that as well. And you might think, well, okay, how does this tie into living rooms? Well, interestingly, the architect who designed it, Kengo Kuma, talks about how one of his key goals for the museum was that it would be seen as a living room for the city, that residents would see it as a place to go to, as being at the heart of the city, um, and that it would be a space that would be used and and be a welcoming sort of open space by a range of people. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry for that. Um, And so... That idea of creating a public space uh, in a museum, but also making it a comfortable space, was a key element of this particular building. And one of the ways that Kengo Kuma wanted to create this sort of welcoming space through the V&A was the materials and the design of the building itself using different natural materials um, different kinds of interior materials like wood for instance as well but also on the outside if you get a chance to visit the museum or look at it you'll see that it's got um, a different kind of striated structure and uh, it's kind of almost like the coastline which it was also inspired by of the northeast of Scotland these sort of coastal cliffs where we can see the lines of the rock structures and the geology of these cliffs. And that's another element of the design component in terms of creating spaces with which we're familiar, right? And um, here we see this taking place in the context of Dundee as well. So again, another kind of approach, uh, thinking about what a a living room might be. Uh, It could be in a house, um, but it could also potentially be in a museum and what elements can we include in public spaces then to make them welcoming and to make them feel familiar and to make them feel open for lots of different kinds of people and I'm sure um, 
those of you who are listening have lots of different ideas about you know how that can be done or ways that it works and perhaps ways that doesn't work quite so well you know um and I'd be quite interested to hear what some of your thoughts are on that but I think for now I'll finish up there and leave you just with the idea of thinking about you know what kind of stories does your living room tell you know in terms of having bits of our lives uh, bits that you know we kind of remind us of perhaps things we've enjoyed or is how do we create it as a, a comfortable space or you know what are some of the elements that you know we might want to kind of work on and redesign in different ways and what might inspire us to do that you know uh, what are kind of the things that get us thinking creatively too and are um, perhaps we actually feel quite comfortable with the way it is you know even if it might be a wee bit sort of untidy in bits of places <laughs> that's just part of sort of daily life so anyway I hope you get to enjoy your living room and relax and uh, thanks again for listening to Moving Places. Bye! Thanks for joining us on Moving Places.